Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday! Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Another 2.1 million filed jobless claims this week in the U.S., bringing the 10-week total to nearly 41 million. And Chad and I turned another year older. So how's your week going? Yay! Welcome to the Chad and Cheese Podcast, everybody. I'm your co-host, Joel. I'll always be younger than Chad Cheeseman. And I'm Chad, much wiser, much smarter, so wash. Much balder. On this week's show, <laughs> dollars keep rolling in for the work-from-home vendors Douche marketing is alive and well, and Intello gets a new CEO. Grab a glass of prune juice, grandpappy. You'll want to be regular for this one. We'll be right back. Sovereign Parser is the most accurate resume and job order intake technology in the industry. The more accurate your data, the better decisions you can make. Find out more about our suite of products today by visiting Sovereign.com. That's S-O-V-R-E-N.com. We provide technology that thinks, communicates, and collaborates like a human. Sovereign. Software so human, you'll want to take it to dinner. Happy birthday! <laughs> we have to talk about the singing that started this whole thing off. That that was something that I received yesterday. My birthday. Today is, is your birthday. It came from Adam Chambers, our favorite Irish-Mexican. <laughs> He was singing his Marilyn Monroe rendition of Happy Birthday, uh, and this is the the uh, birthday episode, so I thought that would be appropriate. Marilyn is rolling in her grave somewhere. <laughs> oh, my God. What was that? Thanks, Adam. Thanks, Adam. Let's get some coronavirus stuff out of the way. We were just talking about before the podcast. My daughter, she's a senior in high school. She's getting ready to graduate. And my my wife, Julie, and I were sitting on the couch this morning. She's like, so how are you feeling about the whole graduation thing? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I told her, I said, you know what? I, I've been thinking more about the security, the safety, the distancing, the masks and all of that. I, I, it, it's been really hard. Not to mention, she walks across the quote unquote stage today and they take all the footage and they pull it together. They've been doing this for the last three days so that all they can get all the kids together. Then they edit it so that it happens all in one stream on YouTube. So today she walks. She really graduates on Saturday. There's all this stuff going on. It's, it's really hard to reconcile because we're not really focusing on the event. We're focusing mm-hmm. all the, on all the shit around it. And it's just it, it's really weird, man. Help me envision this. They're each getting filmed individually, walking across the stage in a gown. There are, yeah, there are, there were three (laughs) days that they did this, right? And they have like three hour (laughs) chunks uh, and they did it alphabetically, right? So wash always at the end. Uh, So Uh they're filming them coming across the stage. Uh, They get their pictures, all that other fun stuff. 
Only their families are in that area, which is why it takes so long. So they get the film done. They go to the next one and just rinse and repeat. And then they edit it all together into one segment of all the kids walking across the stage. It's a lot of work. But again, it's not what we're used to traditionally. So my brain doesn't know how to process it. So are you going to like fire up the Roku and watch it on the big screen at the house? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, we'll definitely do that. And I mean, that will be quote unquote graduation, but it's just, again, we haven't had really time to process or Mm -hmm. how we feel about her graduating high school because it doesn't feel, none of this feels like it's actually happening, right? So it's, it's weird. It's a little bit like watching The Shining. You just feel a little bit off after watching it if not scared shitless. I took the kids, my big kids, 10 and 13 years old, to the first restaurant that we've been to in 10 or 12 weeks. Uh It was good to get out. Uh, you know, we like restaurants. We like the whole thing. We were sit more, way more than six feet apart from the next people that were there. Uh, waitress mask. Uh, we wore masks going in. Obviously we had to take them off, uh, to eat. I'm not even, I'm not that good. Disposable menus or throwaway menus. And then of course washing hands afterwards. So I, I didn't feel scared or anything. I felt weird that there were a a few older folks and I don't mean like older like us, like gray hairs and uh, walkers. And I was kind of surprised to see that. Yeah. But here in the Midwest, we have a lot of different, much different attitude about this stuff than the coasts do, I think. I agree. I agree. So that, 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 let's call that our Corona block. <laughs> corona block. Yeah, Shout my, out. It's a, sh- it's a short week. We had, we both had birthdays. Uh, my wife is convinced we can't do this show in 30 minutes. Uh, she's probably right, but let's, uh, let's get to shout outs and see how tight we can get this show. Okay. From Austria, Ling Wu over at uh, Job IQO. She uh, has been listening for, uh, for to, to the podcast for a while. And mm-hmm. really enjoys the mix between entertainment and valuable insight. So thanks, yeah. thanks Ling, Ling for listening. And very close to the same kind mm-hmm. of comments from DC, Grant Klo, who's the director of TA over at AARP, which soon we're going to be members of. <laughs> Feels the same, feels the same way as Ling, although he did say that he often does not agree with me, which I dig because mm. um, you don't have to agree with us to listen, especially if you're looking you know, for different challenging viewpoints and positions on ideals, whether it's HRTA, you know, employment branding, economics, uh, politics. I mean, we talk about it all, but Grant, I have sure. to say, man, I love that. Thanks for listening and thanks for not agreeing because that's that's what this is all about. And when he says don't agree with you, does he mean you singular or you sort of plural, meaning both of us on the show? I don't I don't know, but I would assume that more than likely, you know, he 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 will disagree with me and or you, depending on our positions. Either oh, way, that's guaranteed. That's guaranteed. Yeah. The, the 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 whole message for me is that's exactly what we want. We don't want nice. group think. Right. Sure, sure, sure. Shout out to you, my friend. Happy birthday yesterday. Uh, Today is my birthday. Little known fact about us. Born the same year, one day apart. 
Uh, I'm still getting into my birthday, but yours is done. How was it? It was a good time. Mowed the lawn, enjoyed myself, just kind of <laughs> chilled. Julie said, "What do you want for for dinner?" I said, "Beer and pizza." She's like, "Done." You know, it was it was it was perfect. <laughs> so you're you're mowing the lawn. Comment. I have to. So it's it was my wedding anniversary. Uh, four years. Are you four years as well? Or are you a year from me? In the wedding anniversary. God, I can't remember. Okay. Well, I won't mention that to Julie. Anyway. <laughs> she can't either. Yeah. So my wife, what do you want to do on our anniversary? Uh, she loves her power washer, which is a total Midwest suburb suburban thing. Uh, she wanted to clean our trash cans with uh, the power washer. So you're mowing lawns and my wife is power washing trash cans on a special day. Love it. Shout out to both of you. Shout out. Shout out to Kevin Anderson, recruiter over at UShip in uh, Austin, Texas, and from Jakarta, Nigel Hembro, the CEO over at Astronaut. Thanks for connecting and listening, gents. Very nice. Very nice. I'm going to give a shout out to Twitter for growing a pair this week. I don't know if you saw this, but Twitter finally took a stand on Trump's yeah. bullshit tweets uh, and said, hey, you might want to fact check this statement. And uh, of course, Crybaby got all upset and wants to like regulate the social media business and create a bunch of static for them. So uh, Twitter, congratulations, shout out. But uh, you might regret, regret that in the following months with new regulation and uh, new feds up your ass. They have terms of service and most of the shit that that fucker posts should be deleted. <laughs> so at the, at the best, you can put a little, you know, check, check for voting, you know, information. Fuck that. Uh, straight mm-hmm. from the Netherlands, Kim Lockenberg, she actually Facebook video called me so that her in her husband, I assume, boyfriend, I, I, I don't know. They could sing this happy. Bir- kinky. They could sing happy birthday to me in Dutch. I, oh, nice. Well, at least I think it was Dutch. I really have no clue. But they were drunk and they wanted to sing happy birthday to me. And so they video called me on Facebook. And I thought that was hilarious. Where are my drunk video calls from uh, couples in Scandinavian areas? Like, what's up with that? Dude, dude? your birthday just started. That's pretty, that's pretty naughty stuff. I don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> um, all right. My last one, and uh, I'm going to be a little bit of a downer, but uh, police violence, dude. This isn't a shout out, but what Fucking the fuck, ridiculous, America? Dude. Like, I just... I don't have words for it. I don't know. This shit keeps happening. It's it's sad. It's disgusting. Um, I I just don't get it, dude. This shit keeps happening, and, and I don't know why. And it's just amazingly frustrating and sad. Um, and it shit needs to change. The thing that drives me crazy. I have a ton. I was in the military for twenty years, and there are a lot of cops that have served in the military. So I have a a, a bunch a lot of uh, cop buddies. And mm-hmm. to, to be able to see these rotten apples um, just spoil the whole fucking, I mean, they, we have individuals that are out there doing great work in protecting us, but we've got this stupid fucking son of a bitch who has his knee on the mm-hmm. dude's neck and then starts playing with him. Oh, can you get up? Can you get up? And he's like, well, no, I can't breathe. I can't get up. And, and again, ensuing the guy dies very reminiscent of when the um gentleman was put in a chokehold and said he couldn't breathe and died right so this is our and this is one of the things that torn ellis actually told us uh in london 
when we asked, what can a couple of white guys do to, to try to help stop this shit, to try to help press equality, to try to just help? And he said, speak up. So, you know, I appreciate you calling this out, but this is our job as a couple of white dudes of allies to be able to make a bunch of fucking noise when we see shit that's wrong. Yeah, I I want to understand you have police buddies. I have a few, not that I've talked about this with them, but is is this an, a, a, a you a, like is this normal? I understand like to 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 like disable a guy or, or get him, you know, get him down and get him cuffed. I understand the neck, the, the need of the neck thing probably works really well. I don't understand keeping him down for five plus minutes. Um, and how dumb do you have to be with multiple cameras taking video of all this stuff to continue to just knee on the guy? It's just, I just, I just don't fucking get it. Imagine the stuff we don't see that exactly. isn't video, you know, videotaped and, and, you know, shined a light on in the public. I mean, this is a much bigger problem even than we think it is, even though we see this, you know, on a regular basis. It, it is. It is. And again, for all those, you know, the, those public servants that are out there that are doing the best that they can to do their job right to, to, to police the public. I mean, one of my best friends uh, is in PR for a small police department in Brownsburg. And that his whole focus is how do we connect to the community and really do this the right way? For guys like that who has spent his whole career trying to connect to the community, that shit doesn't help. Whether it was in your community or not, people are still seeing that, and that's how they're viewing the police overall in general. And that's, man, that's fucking hard. Yep. Bad on all accounts. Do you have something positive to end the shout outs on? Yes. Yeah, so I just want to say shout out to my wife, Julie's team. They canceled a team meeting yesterday <laughs> yeah, and, and, and their cancellation response. And Julie actually sent that sent the response to me. It's, and this is it. I quote, this meeting is canceled so that we can all celebrate the birth of Chad Sowash. Hell yeah. Hashtag drink beer. Yeah, very funny, guys. <laughs> I appreciate the pandering, and it obviously works. So uh, shout out to the the team at Disability Solutions, who is also our transcription sponsor. Oh, very nice. We appreciate that. Let's get to the news. Events, events really quick. Uh, virtual travel brought to you by Shaker Recruitment Marketing really quick. Hell yeah. So next week is Smashfly Transform. It's June 3rd. You and I are getting on the mic in front of the camera for a session called We the Brand for the People by the People. And there's a question mark after that. Tricky. We're bringing, we're bringing Chris Nealon in, who is the co-founder of an agency called Cult Collective. And he's also the co-founder of The Gathering. And we did just an awesome onstage uh, segment in Banff earlier this year. And uh, Symphony Talent and Smashfly wanted us to bring that to transform. Unfortunately, we can't do it live. So we're doing it virtual. We're going to have cocktails. We're going to be sitting back, relaxing, and we're going to have the hard discussion around why marketing has a blind spot and why town acquisition is in the fetal position and not going after that cash. It's going to be a fun time. I love Chris. Chris is the man. Yeah. So register at smashfly.com. There we go. Now to the news. 
CEO. Intello. Out. Yes. So, uh, yeah, reported this week. We, we kind of got the scoop on it. Um, little story. We, we, I got, I got an email, uh, Tuesday that this was, that this had gone down and it's actually, it has been done for a while, but it just now is sort of seeing the light of day, I guess. Really? But, um, uh, Intello, most of our listeners will know them, uh, founded in 2011, uh, by John Bischke. Uh, a lot of our listeners will know him as well. Um, they've raised 40 million total. Uh, the business has sort of been up and down over the years, certainly uh, GDPR, all the stuff with LinkedIn and getting access to profiles has been challenging for them. Uh, last year, they kind of threw a, a Hail Mary. They acquired Convey IQ to kind of bring those two uh, dinosaurs together to hopefully survive the asteroid because they could keep each other warm. Uh, apparently hasn't gone as well as, as, as Bishke had sold it to the investors uh, who had actually put in more money to make the acquisition happen. So uh, announced this week, officially, the company released a statement that uh, John Bishke is no longer the CEO. Uh, so the, the news now is Robert Sow, hopefully I'm saying that correctly, it's T-S-A-O, yep. um, is now uh, CEO of the company. Uh, so was at Jobvite, uh, prior to Intello, uh, my source says that uh, that he was not real happy with Finnegan being ousted uh, as CEO at Jobvite. I'm not sure ousted is the word. We don't know exactly why uh, Dan left. He might have just said, I'm done with this for a while. Um, but he didn't really like when Amon came in and, and did his thing. And I guess there was some tension there, allegedly, um, which made the move uh, out to Intello e- more easily. Um, also to announce, uh, I, had, I texted him on this week, uh, and he said that Jared Adams, who was the product guy at Canvas, is now the uh, SVP of product at Jobbyte. So a little shuffling of the chairs there. Uh, but Intello, obviously, I don't want to say dying company, but a company that's probably uh, not doing very well right now. Uh, for their sake, I hope the new CEO can turn things around. But this is pretty big news in the in the industry for that sort of mid tier technology provider. Yeah, it's it's interesting that they bring a chief product officer in that's saying something. I think right out of the gate um, that the product is lacking, and that perspectively, Intello and Convey IQ, the uh, the connection or the integrations or, or whatever the hell should be happening, just isn't happening. That's key, especially when you have uh, an acquisition. You need to be able to create solid products so that people can go sell that shit, right? Yep. Um, yep. Not saying that that didn't happen, but obviously what they did create didn't sell. Uh, I think it's interesting that Danielle, who is the CEO at um, Convey IQ, wasn't mm-hmm. upped. So that's kind of sending signals to me. How long is she going to be around? Yep. Yeah, it, it just it really sounds like this is a product position and more than likely the invest the investors themselves are the ones who are going to be steering the ship from now on yeah yeah my guess is danielle probably signed at least a year contract um which is still going i think robert the new ceo uh will make that decision um as he gets settled in i reached out to him on linkedin asked him about you know hey you want to come on the show and and talk about things he said that he would once things get settled so excellent hopefully we can you know we can vet through some of these things and new ideas and and what his uh vision is for the company because certainly certainly a well-known brand um certainly mostly a favorable brand i think for most people i just think it's gotten stale 
over the last few years. So if he can revive it, great. Um, my source did also say uh, that he didn't he didn't think that Robert was a great leader, um, although he is a great product guy. So he thought the move was sort of a reach uh, for Intello. But time will tell. Maybe this guy, you know, put under pressure will rise to the occasion and make things happen. Uh, for them, we certainly hope so. But uh, yeah, big news out of Intello this week. Yeah. When you are looking at, let's say, for instance, uh, an organization that is not uh, on the rise, not to mention COVID's happening, all that other fun stuff, um, yep. you're probably going to go ahead and kick the the founder to the curb because they're going to do what they want to do because it's their company and they created it. So you get rid of them and you get somebody that you can control. Not saying yep. that's what's happening, but it just makes sense. The guy was a chief product officer, for goodness sakes, right? They need to be able to sell something. So they need him to come in, rework the product, and then really focus on that and uh, allow the the investors really to play the the role to an extent of the shadow CEO. Yep. Yep. I mean, almost 41 million uh, invested in this company in the last... Year, 10 years or so. Um, obviously, the people want a cash out event. Uh, I don't see IPO in their future anytime soon. So I assume Robert's goal is to get this product in, in line uh, to get it off uh, off the books for, that, uh, for those investors and, and hopefully make some money. But uh, my guess is they're a long way from that and have a lot of work ahead of them. Yep, I agree. Well, some other companies received funding. Uh, Go1.com com was one of those yeah. companies uh they are really like a, a udemy or a coursera they're they're much yeah, like linda. that yeah or linda they're really focused on helping individuals specifically professional training courses mm -hmm. and it's interesting that we are seeing so much focus on this as we're home because this shit should have happened when we were in the office as well you know it's it's like the quote was the the need for tools to help them, the employees feel connected to their profession can be as important as tools to more pr practically keep them connected. Well, yep. that happens when you're in the office as well. I mean, this isn't something that is new. We've had skills gaps. We need to be able to prep people for their career path so that we can retain them and push them up the ladder Companies looking to do this now because of, quote unquote, COVID, they've had blinders on for years. The big question is, will we revert back to not giving a shit when we get back in the office? Yeah, I mean, I think this movement for sort of education at home um, has been going on for a long time. It's incredibly competitive. Uh, I mean, Go One has raised $84 million total. The latest round was a C round at $40 million. Uh, they have backers like Seek uh, out of Australia, the largest job board there in uh, the Pacific. A lot of our listeners know who they are. Yep. Uh, Microsoft is behind this. Salesforce is behind this. Um, you mentioned Linda, who was acquired by uh, LinkedIn um, quite a few years ago. This is not a new concept. Udemy, which you mentioned. Um, I, I think there's an, also an interesting perspective of what's going to happen to universities and what is a college education worth um, going forward. And I think that most people believe, you know, just going to a university for four years for a degree, which used to equal a job doesn't necessarily happen anymore. Right. Uh, you have to keep expanding your, your skill set. You have to keep learning. Um, and these, these solutions are obviously, uh, 
perfect fits for that. I think it's incredibly competitive. There's a lot of money going into it. Um, I think it. I think most companies will uh, move toward you know getting a strategy around it, continued education. What does that look like? How do we keep our people fresh? How do we get new people that have great attitudes, but, but maybe not the skills to learn those skills and become uh, you know more important to us? And it's also very expensive to just send people back to school, right? Like it's still popular to like, you want an MBA? All right, we'll send you to Kellogg. We'll send you to, you know, wherever. Um, and that's very expensive. Whereas these solutions you know, do you learn the same thing? Probably is a lot cheaper. Yeah. Um, but you also don't lose people as readily. Uh, retention is probably better than if you give someone a, a degree from Duke, a master's in Duke, they're probably more likely to go somewhere else. Yeah. So I think it's good for the company. I think it's good for the employees. Um, I, I think it's going to be a trend that, that catches hold. Um, where this fits into continu- into education after, you know, K through 12, I think will be interesting. I think that's sort of the next um, the next trend that you'll see this thing catch on to in universities embracing it. Um, but you keep seeing these work from home companies get funded. Uh, Go One is just one example. Uh, Verge Sense was also in the news this week, uh, raised <laughs> $9 million. $10 million, this is the uh, sort of 1984 Big Brother company that we've talked about where they they sort of keep an eye on you while you work what's your temperature how close are you to other people you know quote unquote keeping people safe uh we also have medwig that got 30 million uh company out of germany that's in the healthcare sector trying to get them employed um so you see these trends that are getting funded and it's probably going to continue for the next 12 18 months yeah it's it's interesting to see the funding still happening right it hasn't dried up. It's just diverted to to different areas. All right, let's take a break, uh, keeping this tight, and we'll talk about douche marketing. Always fun. Getting the right people to apply for the right jobs at the right time has always been a challenge. And now, with an influx of candidates and increased workload, recruiters have to work smarter to provide a memorable candidate experience. Make moments matter with Jobvite, a comprehensive talent acquisition suite that offers a marketing-inspired approach to recruiting so that talent teams can more intelligently attract, engage, and retain top talent. Combine the power of AI and the human touch. Jobvite. Recruit with purpose. Hire with confidence. I'm going to see if I can get Amber Ferrari to to read that because uh, <laughs> I think our show is missing that. Well, Amber loves you, so I think I think you can get her to do that. I think she'll do that for you. <laughs> so okay, so I, I got to start this off. I'm sitting on the couch last weekend, and one of our listeners slash troublemakers reaches out to me with a screenshot uh, of a LinkedIn of uh, a LinkedIn post, and her message was, "quote." This is such arrogant bullshit, unquote. And, and here's the text that uh, she actually sent me of the, of the LinkedIn post. Quote, our CEO of Titus Talent, Jonathan Reynolds, who <laughs> is a visionary entrepreneur and game changer. He started <clears throat> Titus Talent after experiencing firsthand that the traditional hashtag recruiting model was broken and had to be changed to produce better results, and create lasting partnerships. Curious about learning more on how we revolutionize the recruiting process? Question mark. End of quote. Um, I, I then couldn't stop myself, and she knew that. Uh, I responded on the post and basically mocking the arrogance and inviting him on sure. the show. 
uh, he responded very quickly with, that sounds like fun, and I haven't heard from this motherfucker since. <laughs> so there's so there's two strategies here. One was popularized by the Nazis, probably not the one that you want to go with, which is basically <laughs> if you tell a big enough lie enough times, people will believe it. Yes. Uh, the other the other the other side of that is uh, your brand is what people say about you. Right. Elon Musk doesn't do ads for his company saying he's a visionary, a brilliant guy, a genius. Right. He's that because people say that about him. And he puts rockets into space and then brings them back and they land by themselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's an extreme example. Um, but I could say that about anyone in, in our industry, right? Uh, Colin or Amon or anyone that's that's in our space, right? They don't they don't beat their chest. Uh, people like us and customers are talking about the cool things they're doing, the 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 innovative stuff that's going on at their companies. They don't need to advertise that they're led by a visionary to try to get people to come to the webinar. Yes. Um, yeah, this is a real stretch. I've never heard of this company. I've never heard of this dude. No. Maybe he'll come on the show and totally blow us both away, but I doubt it. This is pretty shitty, douchey, whack market. So I, I, I'm wondering, as I was continuing to think about this, because I think about this shit way too much, um, <laughs> do, do you think this is actually in his voice because he is the CEO, it's small company, or has marketing gotten over their skis on these types of posts? What, what do you think? Yeah, we don't know. No, it's either a really, uh, you know, egotistical leader saying, hey, 28 year old marketing manager, I want you to do messaging about how brilliant I am and how visionary I am. Or it's a it's a marketing manager saying, like, I'm going to get on the good side of our CEO and talk him up as a brilliant visionary um, and and get good standing in the company. We don't know because we're not there. Uh, yeah. If we talk to this guy for 30 minutes, we'll probably get a good idea of which one it is. If I were a betting man, I'd say he's an he's an egomaniac and uh, wants to, to beat his own chest. Well, I would just say message to Jonathan Reynolds. We'd love to have you on the show. Can't wait, my, my friend. But I would also <laughs> say this next article would be something that you should probably read and emulate because Indeed. Walmart's people marketing. So remember in April when Walmart dropped a commercial called Walmart Neighbors with their employees sing, singing the Lean On Me uh, yep. tune, Bill Withers, who actually had just died not too long ago. Dude, that ad was great. The focus w were the people. The, the message was, you know, lean on Hell us. Yeah. Then what what did they do? They upped the ante. They just dropped uh, another video uh, yep. ads uh, starring an employee reading an original poem about working during COVID-19 pandemic. Terrell Triz Miles, Triz, cool. uh, a department manager at a store in Santan Valley in, in Arizona, recites his poem inside the store in a new ad, which was filmed after hours when the store mm -hmm. was closed. The poem Hearts of Magic addresses the need for resiliency and strength during difficult times while offering a message of hope and connection. And personally, you know, it's awesome. I, I think this is how you do marketing, right? This is how you do it. Your products, your services, your company, it's the people. Your employees. It's the people. It's not the yeah. CEO. Can the CEO be involved? Hell yeah. Are they the centerpiece? Hell no, 
right? The people are the centerpiece. And this is one of the things that, again, going on uh, kind of like a, a rant, when we see CEOs get being paid 1,500 times that of the people that are actually doing the job, in this country, we have really fallen short on understanding who's doing the work and why companies are so goddamn successful. It's not the motherfucker up top. It's all those people that do the hard work every single day. And when sure. you see douche marketing, like we just talked about, <laughs> and then we then you see something like this, you have to say that Walmart gets it. Yeah. I mean, do you feel more like going to Walmart after that or seeing the douchey webinar ad? Do you feel more <laughs> like signing up for the webinar, right? Like, and and it's a brilliant ad. I, I'd love to know how they how how the whatever the execs or whoever got wind of this poem. I'm sure it wasn't from the top down saying, "Hey, everybody, write a poem, and you might get in get in an ad." Mm-hmm. I'm sure this was a grassroots thing that this guy wrote this poem, and his manager probably said, "Oh, I should make you know Arkansas aware of this about you know Bentonville or whatever the fuck it is," um, and it got it got to the marketing agency, um, but. It's brilliant. Uh, it's touching. It's uh, it's um, optimistic. Uh, it's a great ad. And whoever's doing Walmart's marketing is is brilliant because twenty years ago Walmart was the devil. Oh, yeah. um, they were killing you know America, the mom and pops. They were the devil. Um, Amazon has kind of taken their their place. Um, but how did Walmart become sort of the uh, hometown? Uh, cheerleader place we go for everything uh, provider. It's great marketing and they, they do a good service and they have low prices. Uh, but this ad is great and a and, uh, big round of applause for them because uh, well done. That's so again, there's the douchey side of the house or there's the part where you hold your people up and demonstrate how things actually get done. Now, this is a conversation for another time. Those people who are actually doing the hard work aren't getting paid enough. The uplifting, I think, of them demonstrating that they are the people that make this brand, that's a step in the right direction. Now they need to get paid more. Don't be douchey. Nope. Nah, not for me. All these jobs look the same. Ugh, next! This is what perfectly qualified candidates are thinking as they scroll past your jobs, just half-heartedly skimming job descriptions that aren't standing out to them. Face it, we live in a world that is all about content, content, content. So why do we expect job seekers to react differently while reading paragraphs and bullets in templated job descriptions? Stand out in a feed full of boring job ads with a dynamic, enticing video that showcases your company culture, people, and benefits with Job AdX. Instead of hoping that job seekers will stumble upon your employment branding video, Job AdX seamlessly displays it in the job description while they're searching, building a connection, and reducing candidate drop-off. You're spending thousands of dollars on beautiful, informative employment branding videos that just sit on a YouTube channel, begging to be discovered. Why not feature them across our network of over 150 job sites to proactively compel top talent to join your team? Help candidates see themselves in your role by emailing joinus at jobadx.com. That's joinus at jobadx.com. Attract, engage, employ. 
with Job Addicts. Waka 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 waka. Speaking of birthdays, Pac-Man turns forty this year. So, that's a birthday baby. That is. You and I remember when that shit came out. That's how OG we are. That's how OG we are. Dude, I used to love the arcade. Did you? Oh, God, yeah. How could oh, you not? Man. Donkey Kong, Defender, Joust. Dig I mean, Asteroids. Yes. Oh, man. Centipede. Yes. yes. And, I'm going to cry. The, uh, the company that actually makes the chips uh, for many of those games, uh, NVIDIA, is best known, obviously, for those graphic cards. But the company conducts some serious ass research into AI as well. So for its latest project, their researchers taught an AI system to recreate the game of Pac-Man from scratch Mm -hmm. simply by watching it being played. (laughs) I have no clue how that works. Is there like a little robot that's watching it and then it's all like feeding into its robot brain and then its little robot fingers are are developing it? I mean, I don't understand how the algorithm works. <laughs> well, yeah, you and I aren't smart enough to know what NVIDIA is doing here uh, no. or the what the AI is doing. And NVIDIA, by the way, is, is huge in like Bitcoin mining, which again is beyond my understanding. But this is like crazy, super powerful computing. And the fact that you can just show a computer what another a screen of what's going on, and it, yeah. it it doesn't see the code, it doesn't see no any of the guts of what's going on, and it can recreate that product and what's going on, on that screen is pretty mind blowing yes. and scary. But damn, AI is quickly becoming scary smart. I mean, damn, yeah, well, damn. And NVIDIA says work like this shows how AI will be used for game design in the future. Developers can input their work into the AI and use it to create variations or maybe design new levels. So what they're saying here and the gaming industry in itself is like it's it's like a fucking workshop. I mean, it's one of those it's one of those sweatshops. Pretty much you come in. You know, you work your ass off more than 40, 80 hour weeks. You're developing the game. And then when the game comes out, there's a bunch of fanfare. You don't get time off. You just get back into that next game. And people are burnt out in this industry. So I guarantee you companies like NVIDIA are like, hey, we see what's happening in the industry. People are leaving. They're injecting after um, seven to 10 years. So what do we do? Those senior people aren't around anymore. We need to teach our algorithms just to do this. Yeah, for real. I mean, imagine like if someone said, you know what? I want to, I want to make a Twitter clone, set up, set up AI to watch Twitter and how it works. And then it can actually code that shit to replicate what Twitter is. I'm just pulling yeah. Twitter out of the air, but yeah. technically you could say like, Hey, I want to, I want to make a site like uh, my favorite ATS or my favorite, what at banking site or whatever it is. And if you can just watch that shit and, de- and develop that, that's fucking crazy talk, dude. Yeah. That's yeah. next, next level shit. They said that, you know, they, they're obviously imperfections. It was blurry, yada, yada, yada. That doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> it's, this is the, the start of creation uh, without any human intervention or even 
you know, the need for it down the road when it becomes crisp, it becomes easy and you, you don't need uh, Bob stroking those keys. It's like the first dog you saw uh, that Boston Dynamics made, right? You're like, that's oh, ridiculous. Yeah. It doesn't walk very fast. It can't jump. Now that fucker is like running through parks and telling people to stay six feet apart and opening doors and everything else. So, so this thing in 10 years, man, who knows? Shit, it's scary. Happy we out. We out. Thank you for listening to podcasts with Chad and Cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Anywho, be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We out.